Wednesday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. October 12th, 2022 at 5, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, episode 755. Is that how many home runs Hank Aaron hit? I think so. I don't give a shit. Um, I really don't want to do a solo rant right now, but... I have to practice what I preach, and I have to show up even when I don't want to show up, and I have to continue to push even when I feel like there's no point in pushing. Um, fuck. Um, yeah, I'm just tired. I don't really feel that well. And every once in a while, I get a little disillusioned with the podcast, a little depressed about it, feel like it's not going to fucking work. Those are the days that I don't want to try. Getting censored is fine. That fires you up. Being told you can't succeed fires you up, but it's a different kind of lethargy when you just start to feel like, what the fuck am I doing? So there's really nothing I'd rather do right now than get in bed and not do this. So instead, I put on clean clothes, meditated, and going to do this. Because I don't think there's ever been a time in my life that I've worked hard and regretted it. I mean, I don't. Th- there's never been a time where I regretted putting my all into something. I've never said, "Ah, oh, fuck!" If only I had tried less hard. Um, I'm uh, I'm, I'm re-listening or rereading or whatever the fuck to one of my favorite books, Gorgon Stare by Arthur Holland Michael, or Mitchell M I C H E L. Uh, Eye in the Sky, Rise of the Gorgon Stare, and How It Will Watch Us All, or what the fuck is it called? It's a great book. Um, Eyes in the Sky, The Secret Rise of Gorgon Stare, and How It Will Watch Us All. I wasn't even close. Arthur Holland Mitchell, M-I-C-H-E-L. Um, I think I've kind of talked about it before on here. In essence, it is... Think of those old like cops videos where it'd be like from the the police chopper and they'd be using IR or thermal and you're watching the suspect like run through backyards and shit. And then but like it's always this the frame's always kind of moving, right? Be, as the as the helicopter's like orbiting whatever it is that it's chasing. You know, all of a sudden like a billboard will go across the screen or like a house or something. Um, and it's just kind of always show. It's not that like great of a of a shot. Um, what Gorgon Stare is is Gorgon Stare is like a it's like, like a drone, like a predator drone or a reaper or a global hawk, and it's a series of them, and they can like record an entire city top down, 
and uh, the videos are stitched together by like a supercomputer. I think at one point they said it was in the top 500, so the top 500 most powerful in the world. And this is what they were putting on drones, not even on the ground. And uh, and they'd record a whole city for weeks. And then um, another thing about it is it's they described it as the soda straw problem. It was like the analogy was like you could either imagine like when the camera zooms out on like the Super Bowl when you see the whole field and you can see every player and that's great. But it's not the same as during an instant replay when you go to one specialized camera that's focusing one player. And you see the slow motion, you see him juke, you know, you see the cleats hitting the dirt and like the dirt flying and, it's, and you have multiple angles and it's very specific. The soda straw problem is that if you're looking at that one player through like a soda straw, you're missing everything else. So you're not seeing the rest of the field. If you're seeing the whole field, you can't necessarily zoom in on that one player. And so if you do zoom in on that one player, you're going to miss other players. And in the case of observing terrorists laying out IEDs across an entire city, if you follow one specifically, you are risking missing out on a whole bunch of others. And then if it ever, if that program ever came to light, you would have intentional diversions and you see the problem. They eventually developed something. I think it's called whammy wide angle mapping imaging or whatever the fuck. And um, it allows for them to record everything from like the whole football field view and then individually zoom in because it's such high resolution on single things. And you could have multiple operators using the same drone zooming in on different things without missing all of the action. And then when you have multiple drones in like a circular uh, holding pattern above a city, you're constantly getting all angles. And so you're stitching them together. And what they describe it as is it's not like looking at a police helicopter. It is more like looking at he describes it as looking at like a, a pond water under a microscope that comes to life. It's a lot more like zooming in on Google Earth where all everything's directly top down. All the buildings and trees and sidewalks and roads are stationary. But the cars are starting and stopping and in traffic jams and people are jogging or pushing a stroller or whatever, robbing a store. And so really, it's like live Google Earth. It's Google Earth video, which is insane. And it's also not just a snippet here and a snippet there. What you could do is you're looking at a smoldering car bomb on Google Earth. You could just rewind. And you could rewind until it didn't detonate. And then you could find the car. And then you could rewind and watch the car leave whatever warehouse it left. You could rewind some more. And then you could see who went there. And then you could follow each person backwards in time back to their house. And then you could find the houses. And then you could map the houses. Then you could ping it with social media and see who lives where. Who's posting what. Are they using digital currency? Vaccine passports. Facial recognition. And so not only are you able to soda straw down onto one person without missing the rest, you're also filming the whole because you never know where the car bomb is going to be. Once again, this podcast is getting flagged by the NSA, but you never know where the car bomb is going to be. Right. It's easy if you know where it's going to be, but who the fuck knows where it's going to be. 
So instead, you're filming a whole city for a month, and then a car bomb happens on the 5th and Smith Avenue or whatever. You didn't know it was going to be there. You had no idea if it was going to be there or on the other side of the city in the middle of the night. But by recording it all, you have it all. And so when it goes off, you can then find it and rewind it. And then that's how you can map out whole terrorist networks. And you can see if you saw one of these, it would be very valuable and you could maybe study it a lot. But if they became less of a novelty and more of a certainty, because you're just mapping everything all the time. Now, granted, the, you, you do them over cities that are hot spots in war zones. Which, funny enough, as they did use it over Baltimore in 2015. <laughs> They're using it in the Middle East and Baltimore. But eventually, you could do every city. And you could catch every little crime. Every robbery, every rape. And then you could you could fuse it, use fusion centers to use every traffic camera and every smartphone and every thumb unlocking a smartphone and voice recognition and facial recognition. And where did you swipe a debit card and who was tagged and your metadata pinging off cell towers and using an Uber and you can map out and then you could have like second, you basically trust, but verify you could really start to map out everyone and everything, not just crimes. You could also map out who buys celery on Tuesday. Well, when it stops being a novelty, let's just use car bombs. When it stops being a novelty, that you're able to record the people setting it up, where they came from, the individual houses they came from, and then you could rewind like another month. What led to those guys getting involved? Maybe rewind a year. Did each of the guys that eventually took part in the bombing, were they all laid off? six months ago so you could start to map out what happens what leads to a suicide car bombing all right well now after one of them ten of them a thousand ten thousand of them you start to get a pretty decent sized pool of data from which you can extrapolate patterns and again for instance this would just be car bombs you could probably get pretty close predictive. You'd have to keep it secret because once they knew that you were watching, then, you know, it'd kind of be like the observer effect with photons. You would, uh, you would start to actually manipulate how they acted. But if you're able to keep it secret, which I don't think they would have a problem with, you could probably get pretty good at mapping these things out when they were going to happen, where they were going to happen, how they were going to happen. And not even with analysts, just have computers just look at the patterns. They would just, you would, patterns would start to arise out of the chaos and you'd be able to predict these things. Well, then fuck it. Let's not just do car bombs. Let's do guys setting up mortar tubes. Let's do snipers. Let's do kidnappings. Let's do drug drops. Let's do people that buy celery on Tuesday. Let's do people that vote the way I don't like or people that post wrong think and you could start to map out all this stuff and of course you would need more and more cameras to map this and eventually you would move from predator drones or reapers or global hawks to satellites like Starlink where you'd have thousands of them 
and as the cameras grow with Moore's law, and as the as the pixel count increases and the resolution increases and the stitching ability increases, you'd be able to cover more and more of the world until it wasn't just hotbeds of activity and it wasn't even just cities and it wasn't even just rural areas. It was every square inch of the planet. A sufficiently... Hmm, what word am I looking for? Uh, willful? That's not the right word. Inspired? Desiring? A government that really fucking wanted to see everything could do that. And I don't think there's any shortage of those people in the world. You could map out the entire world. And then you could watch it in thermal, IR, UV, radio, x-ray, gamma. You could essentially never miss someone. You could track them via their phone, via their own thermal signature. Because that's one thing they talk about in the book is tracking cars via their thermal signature. How a Not even just of a car type, like I have a Civic, but of all Civics, how does this particular one have different heat spots on it? You know, just from wear and tear, is the engine lopsided or not functioning properly? You'd have different thermal patches. Well, as the resolution increases, then you could add that to individual people. You could probably, there's already gate, right? G-A-I-T, gate recognition. So if you have your face covered, they can see how you walk. And then the, the way to offset that's to put like gravel in your shoe or something. But they'll find a way around that. Then it will be thermal patches on your body. And then as, again, as the cameras increase with the resolution and, and power, you'd be able to look at BMI and then use different wavelengths and different high energy frequencies. You'd probably be able to look at heartbeats. I mean, in the Vietnam War, we were dropping sensors all over the Ho Chi Minh Trail, McNamara's thing with the whiz kids, to uh, to detect ammonia from people breathing and urinating in the 70s. So why wouldn't that be something? And I'm sure, and they don't they say that like, our breath has like a fingerprint too? Like we're all exhaling different concentrations of chemicals and gases based on our physiology, our diet, our medications, our stress levels, or whatever the fuck. You could get get a pretty inescapable fingerprint based on your heartbeat, your BMI, your gait, your facial recognition, the camera you're using, the pinging, your patterns, the metadata, your job, your car, your debit card, your credit card, social media postings. (sighs) Using Uber, detecting everything about you. And then do that enough from a series of a, a spherical shell of satellites in low Earth orbit or geosynchronous, whatever you want, pick your poison. You could map every person on the planet. And then after a year of it, or two years of it, or 10 years of it, you'd have a lot of data on every person. You could probably start to make some predictive powers, or some you have you have predictive powers and make some pretty accurate predictions. So, would start with like they'd sell that metadata to like Walmart. Like, there's a good chance Tommy's gonna come buy uh, frozen chicken this Sunday, right? And then I imagine you'd use like health insurance, 
Um, it would obviously be used in intelligence agencies. And then stock market manipulation. But it would keep going till eventually a sufficiently advanced AI or series of AIs or computer banks or whatever be able to observe it all and uh, would be able to crunch all of the numbers. And then you could probably start predicting, I don't know. I would imagine there'd be like a fall off in accuracy as time went on. Uh, it'd probably be an exponential drop, right? Because the variables would increase. Be like splitting timelines that split again and then again and again and again and again. But you'd start to be able to map what was going to happen. And then, well, then you can map that and make those predictions and then actually observe with your perfect observation and record-keeping skills of this this global Gorgon stare. And then you'd be able to compare your predictions to what actually happened and fine hone and see where you went wrong and margins of error and deviations. And I think it would almost be like an optometrist, like slowly focusing the, the, the eyeglasses to get the right vision. And then once you mastered that, you would then dial that up, right? When you, you fund several small businesses and then the one that starts making a lot of profit, you quadruple down on that one and let the others die in the die in the vine you'd start to beef up that processing power and fine hone it and it would probably be able to recommend what it needed i need more microphones in san francisco or i need more thermal imaging in bangladesh or whatever and who knows what other imaging technologies we haven't even discovered yet you could do that and i would imagine It'd almost be like Minority Report. You'd probably have a pretty good capability at at mapping out how all of human society interacts. And then you have a crystal ball. You can run simulations on that crystal ball and be like, what happens if this happens? What happens if the Statue of Liberty just falls into the ocean? What effect will that have on Nike stock? And then with this sufficiently advanced crystal ball, you could maybe start to test your theories. Maybe don't use the Statue of Liberty, but like that building in that, that hotel in Miami that collapsed last year. Okay, what would happen if the building collapsed? And you would just start with that. Or maybe it's start even smaller. You just, you do a car bomb somewhere in Baghdad. And then you could see your prediction powers and map them against what actually happened. And again, fine hone it and focus it. And then when that got pretty good, you could start poking the crystal ball. What happens when, uh, you know, we stop the subways in New York for exactly six minutes and four seconds? How does that affect Citibank's power usage? Whatever the fuck. And you get better and better. And then, as you compared your poking the crystal ball to your predictions, or compared your predictions to what actually happened, you could, I guess, fine fine hone it on both ends. You could fine hone your predictive capabilities. This is what actually happens. 
you could also find hone you're poking the crystal ball. You'd be like, oh, we need to poke more to get this to happen. And at that point, you're now causing the future, which, I mean, technically we're always doing at all times. But you're really starting to play chess when most people are theoretically entertaining the idea that a computer might be able to play checkers. Is the, and is that not the end of free will? I remember the first time I heard this idea was Alex Jones floated it on, I think, his first episode of Rogue. He's like, a true crystal ball, you could have stimuli, and then you could embrace stimuli, and then we're all acting as neurons. And I thought it was batshit. But listening to Gorgon stare, now I'm actually starting to look at it, and I'm like, that is, with enough time, I mean, it would be crazy for the Wright brothers to say a double-decker plane would fly across the ocean and you could watch a TV, you could watch a, a movie, take a shower, and have your own bed, like in the resident suites of the Etihad Airways A380. Give enough enough time and enough funding, it, it can't have, it, it took 120 years, but it, it got there. So I don't know when this will happen, 2030, maybe, 2090, maybe, I don't know. But it seems like we're getting to that point then. That is the end goal. And so it won't even be the fear that, oh, once we're all in the VR, they'll be able to manipulate everything. They might do the VR and then most people go into that voluntarily, in which case they can manipulate everything. And as a backup, have this sort of global prediction system so that even if you don't go into the VR, you're still in a VR of sense that your whole world is being controlled, and that's the end of that's the end of free will. And I don't even know if there's any way to stop it. I don't think it can be. I mean, never have we come across a new technology or weapon system, and has the successful route been uh, this is too evil, this is too much, let's not pursue this. Because someone else will always pursue it. Because it doesn't matter how classified your R&D is. The laws of physics are the same. Eventually, someone will discover it. You might be able to inhibit their plans or throw a wrench in their plans. But like nuclear physics is the same here as it is in Pakistan, as it is on Mars, as it is in the Andromeda galaxy. Like, So, sure, you could classify it and you know try not to let them get fissile material. But the laws of physics are the same. So never has there been a technology where the way to get around it is going, this is too evil. You always have to take it by the horns and use it yourself, right? I've I've mentioned that God knows how many fucking hundreds of times on this podcast. Truman meet, I have a really bad headache. Truman, Truman meeting with Enrico Fermi and a couple of our scientists about the hydrogen bomb and how it would be a thousand times stronger than an A-bomb, how it was an evil thing. We can't let this to happen. We can't let this happen. And its development would imply, its development and use would imply in, uh, an inclusive extermination policy because you can't really just drop something this big on a specific city and say, we're limiting to this city. These make atomic bombs look like firecrackers. These are truly doomsday weapons, thermonuclear there's a reason every thermonuclear test you see, just YouTube atomic bomb testing and then YouTube hydrogen bomb testing. You'll notice something. The former, for the most part, is always like 
on a desert floor. Some of them are in the ocean, but they're on a desert floor and you can kind of see some mountains in the background. And you're always looking still up at the mountains. The hydrogen bomb tests, you'll always notice, are always in the ocean. And there's there's always this vaguely abstract landscape because it's so far away and the planes filming them are at such high altitudes. And it's because the only place you can reasonably do them without killing everyone and everything is in the middle of the ocean. So they called it an evil thing. And Truman said, can the Soviets do it? And they said, it's only a matter of time. And they said, well, then we ha- looks like we have no choice. I think his words were, what, uh, what was it? Uh, like, well, some stupid, like, simple like well then like go do it whatever it was i don't even why am i focusing on that one quote it's not that basically said we have no choice do it and it's because and it's because you can't just stick your head in the sand and go that's too evil no you you have to because if you don't someone else will and then they're gonna use it so uh yeah there are a lot of murders with guns. I'd rather have one and be able to choose uh, if I go by by a gunshot. I don't want someone else coming into my house with a gun and deciding that it's time for me to go. So you have to kind of lean forward with these things. It's like learn. You can't unring a bell. You have to move forward. You can't you know pretend you're not awake. You ha- you, you once you wake up, you have to be awake. Once a new technology, once it becomes available. You know, once they put Sputnik up, we can't just go, geez, they're launching shit in the orbit and it's going Mach 23. We're not doing that. No, because now you're going to fall behind. So you have to get involved. You have to not only get involved, but you have to lead it and dominate it. Because the hydrogen bomb may be an evil thing. But if you're not controlling the table, if you're not running the game, and someone else is going to. So, like, I don't really think you can even avoid this shit. And that's kind of a that's kind of a, a, a black pilling reality. Like it might be the end of free will. Now, granted, there was also a proposition I think right after World War II, and it was uh, should we basically carpet nuke the Soviet Union before they can develop an atomic bomb, and then we'll basically become Planet America? Should we bomb every nation into submission, including their R and D facilities, so that only we? And you do have that window where you can become godlike. Uh, I think I talked about it on episode 29. I think it was the first solar rant. Um, and then I, th- I want, maybe I'm making this up, probably, but who gives a shit? In World War One, it was the idea of like whoever masters air power first with impunity, you could just bomb other countries, specifically their flight tunnels or their wind tunnels. And there are airports so that they'll never, no pun intended, get off the ground. Like, but that's never happened. Like, for whatever reason, we don't do it. Not we as in America. I mean, like, we as in humanity. For whatever reason, we just don't do it. I don't know if it's not having the balls to do it or if it's having the heart to not do it. Depends on how you want to look at it. But whenever it seems like it's the end of free will or th- that's a that's a global coup it never actually happens that way so i don't know maybe it's not the end of free will but that's i mean that's not this isn't theoretical 
I mean, a lot of this technology, a lot of this technology exists. And this is declassified shit in a book that's five years old. Who knows what the fuck they're cooking up in Area 51? Who knows what they're making out there in McLean, Virginia, or at Sandia? Like, why wouldn't they? So it does kind of seem to be like the end of. You'd have holdouts, and then you'll have like guerrilla methods of, I guess, making Faraday shields or moving underground. You'll find a way to trick it. I mean, it'll. They always do. The fact that Vietnamese farmers and Afghani farmers kick the shit out of us, I guess, is. I mean, there's more proof of that than actually. I mean, if we want to talk about having a crystal ball and predictive powers and then doing a real world stimuli and seeing how much your predictions align with what happens in reality, I'd say we're pretty bad at it. Vietnam and Afghanistan, they kick the shit out of us with our trillion dollar defense machine. They they won. They absolutely won with cell phones and old artillery shells and sandals and AKs. They won. Maybe maybe the idea that a, a power could be so advanced is itself not even based in reality. But there would be power in if you could convince people. Right? I mean, on one hand, uh, you know, the president says... You can't take over the government. We have F-15s and nukes. You can't overthrow it with guns. Okay, fair point. What are you going to do against the government? I get it. Pretty massive military. But then you also say, like, democracy hung by a thread on January 6th when a bunch of boomers raided a capital with no weapons. So if democracy hung in the balance by a bunch of unarmed people, if we're hanging in the balance... Not it kind of got threatened. I mean, if it was hanging in the balance, then the simple addition of like a machete should have pushed it over the edge, right? There should be a junta in D.C. So then which is it? And then that turns into a whole semantic gotcha fucking retard blabbering. But like the idea that you can't fight back is itself a powerful idea. So may, that might be what it is. It's an effective propaganda. Of they see everything. They're planning everything. If you're planning to do something, you're already pinged in a server. And there's some minority report eunuchs in a pool of KY jelly watching you. It's like Snowden. Like I sometimes I think like I wonder if like that leak was intentional by the NSA. It reminds me of that South Park episode when Cartman's like, Cow did 9-11. The Jews did it. And Eric goes all the way up to like Bush and Cheney. And then Bush is like, We did it, and I have all the evidence here in this manila folder. And he like walks away and then like oops, drops it and like waits for you to pick it up. And eventually they're like, why are you doing this? And it's like, because we didn't do 9-11. But if people think we did, then they think we are beyond powerful. 
and they won't know the truth of like we're barely in charge. So, I mean, you know, let's say Snowden there was a limited hangout. That would be effective, right? To release release stellar wins and X key score, like that would be an effective propaganda win to make people think somebody got away with it. Because in that sense, you're achieving much more than you actually could with X amount of dollars. Right? So, it would almost be beneficial. Because you'd have to have, like, some proof of concept. You'd have to have something to point to. To show that it's real, quote-unquote. Right? It's like, um, because you got to make an example. So you'd have to use like Gorgon stare over the United States during like a riot or something and track everyone like back to their homes and make it very public. And then even make a bunch of hoopla about how it shouldn't be public. Have a bunch of generals playing the part and be like, and like, um, you couldn't still a great degree of fear. And then you wouldn't even need to put these super expensive cameras with these super expensive supercomputers with just armies of analysts and operators, maintenance teams. Then you could just fly a drone here and there. You could even upload just photoshopped images of a drone being spotted above LA. And it wouldn't matter if no one else could see it because they would just assume it had gone up to a higher altitude but with a very small amount of actual steel and physical material, you could make people all think that they are under the all-seeing eye. And then, once you say it's gone to space, well, then it almost becomes like a Santa Claus type thing. Yeah, he knows when you're sleeping, he knows when you're awake. The logic doesn't matter. When you're a kid, you don't... You're not like, well, how is he observing me and all the... You're not thinking about that. You're going, it's in space. And every once in a while, you just have to nab someone just to make make people still believe it's there and make them scared, right? Um, I have a bug bite on my neck. So, I don't know. I mean... Um. Yeah, so I don't know. Is it the end of free will? I have no idea. I think whatever would come after that, it's never gonna. It never actually turns out to look like that, though. I've talked about it before. It's like that uh, news article. <sighs> the name of the news article is not yawn. It's like that news article from, I think, the year 1900, and it's a bunch of watercolor paintings. I think it was in, like, Popular Mechanics or some shit. And it was, like, predictions for the year 2000. And it was, it's firefighters with these weird steampunk wings, and they're like, in the future, you'll be able to fly up 20 stories and be able to put out the highest of fires. Like, we don't have that, but we do have trucks with ladders, and we do have helicopters, and we also have, like, airborne, uh, like, fire suppressant. So the idea was true, fighting fires from the sky. 
with airborne technology. Now it's not a bunch of Jules Verne's motherfucker and like bat wings, but it still came true. Another one was like all these kids in a classroom with like metal hats on with a wire and all the wires come to one central. It looks like a giant like mulcher, like a wood chipper. And the teacher's just dumping books into there. And it's like that you'll download the the information. Okay. A centralized thing for everyone to be able to access all the information instead of 30 kids each reading an individual book and have 30 kids reading 30 different books. You can put the 30 different books in that centralized mulcher and then have all 30 kids be able to access all 30 books. So instead of one kid reading a book on apples, another kid reading a book on bananas, and another kid reading a book on dogs, every kid would be able to read a book on apples, a book on bananas, and a book on dogs. That's the internet. That's Wikipedia. That's, you know, all the fucking, the like centralized subscription databases you use in high school and college. I don't remember what they were called. Um... The online encyclopedia. Like that was accurate. Uh, There's another one where it's like people using what looks like an iPhone to talk with each other, uh, talk to each other face to face. But there's like a tube that goes between the phones and using like a system of mirrors, it was able to like compress and then re-expand an image of one another. You could talk to each other, but, but it's FaceTime. So it's not true. And the fact that it's not this like retarded world's fair technology made of like oil and copper gears but the idea itself does manifest itself in a different way so i imagine that like there will be some sort of hyper omni surveillance but in a hundred years it might be laughable actually overwhelming odds that it would be left. What are the odds that I'm correct? What are the odds that someone from 1900 would be correct about 747s dropping fire foam on forests? What are the chances that somebody from 1900 would accurately predict like a 5G network with iPhones? Almost zero. So it's not that it might be laughably correct. I'm probably with near 100% certainty laughably incorrect at everything and postulating. But just like the firefighters with their retarded wings versus 747s dropping fire retardant, retarded retardants, the idea itself is accurate, just not how it was done. So in that sense, it probably would be accurate. But it's probably laughably incorrect that a bunch of drones would be flying. Like that that idea itself would seem so antiquated. It'd be like looking back to World War One when horses pulled artillery on wheels. Like, what? What the fuck? Biplanes with guys with cameras and pistols to shoot at other pilots? Like what? But then extrapolate that 120 years and what is it? It's planes with super advanced cameras and 30 millimeter cannons I mean it's right just not how you thought it would be right so there probably will be some sort of inescapable uh, what word am I looking for 
digital panopticon. Well, the, we already we're already kind of at the digital panopticon. I guess the physical panopticon of always being watched from the fingerprint of your breath to your brain waves to your whatever. But it probably won't be a bunch of predator because there will be a day when predator drones are as antiquated as like the old Ironsides battleship from like the Civil War. Old Ironsides, like it's a floating scrap heap. But the ideal will persist. And then, just like we probably already have predictive capabilities using social media to predict things like the Arab Spring, right? An influx of comments and videos and facial features and muscle tensors and expressions via eyes that could show different emotional levels and the, the tone of voice and is it strained and is it wavering and you know are you the pigment in your skin is your face red or are you kind of shrinking are your shoulders hunched are you showing anxiety you could probably predict like global mood and i imagine it would be in a very primitive state right now and it would probably be nothing more than some darpa prototype shown to the president in a skiff but like the wright brothers it will eventually be a four-engined Airbus A380 where you can take a shower five miles above the Pacific and complain that the shower was too short. So they probably already have something that's predicting based on, first it would just be text, because that's always the simplest. Then it would be, right, right, like trending tweets, then you would go to pictures and try to examine, and then but you'd have to have a baseline from those pictures, which I guess you could do if everyone's already uploading selfies. Be like, this is like the average selfie of Tommy versus here we see a deviation from the norm. It looks very angry, and then you could ping that with metadata to see where they are and are people actually moving. You'd have different levels of anger. Are they angry enough to just say a tweet and to text a friend and say, this is bullshit? Or are they angry enough that this guy's now putting some ammonium nitrate in a truck a, a, a la Timothy McVeigh? So you'd have like different tiers of DEFCON in which the computer could say increased threat level for Minneapolis. And then you could do video processing of vocal tone. And then you'd have like amplification nodes going in and finding people with the most followers. And you could almost assume that they themselves are like these weird sort of cloning megaphones that will turn a certain number of people to act like them in some weird sort of emotional harmonic where they sync up with you where one guy gets angry and starts calling for everyone to do this, and I guess that would be the incitation of violence. But you would be able to start noticing hotspots rising. You'd be able to foment them in other nations, and then also other nations do it here, but then also actually manipulate it and be able to watch it and maybe sort of have steam vest, like release valves. Maybe that's why they let the BLM riots in 2020 happen. Maybe it wasn't just, oh, those Democrats. Like, maybe it was like some fucking DARPA program that was just like, they just come into Trump's office and they're like, you have to let this happen. 
we can't explain it now and it would take a, a couple weeks to explain but like we've been working on this since 1951 if this doesn't happen russia is going to sink hawaii we can't explain but with like 98 percent accuracy you've got to let them burn down kenosha and Rittenhouse just fucked it all up. Like it, it may be. I don't fucking know. And then ultimately you would extrapolate from there and you'd use some form of brainwave, some form of fMRI strong enough to do from space and with that soda straw capability be able to watch everyone and see what people are actually thinking. Because there's a bottleneck from uh, the bottleneck of just the capability of language to translate how you feel and also just your own inhibitions on what you're willing to post online. There's a bottleneck between what you're willing to right? You look at a cuneiform tablet from 8,000 years ago, you're getting a very thin, strained, inaccurate, watered down window of a thought someone wanted to convey. You're not seeing the you're not seeing the tingles in their you know back as they you know have their first kiss and watch a thunderstorm roll in on a summer night like you're seeing what they decided to write on a tablet bird and we're like they they worshiped birds that might have been like that's all the guy could fucking was like hey i have one chance to write down this one thing on a tablet with this new invention called a with a new invention called a chisel i'm gonna do a bird why not you know, when you come across like wet cement, do you write your initials because that's the only thing that you're thinking about? No, you have a very colorful imagination with a whole history of love and dreams and fears and ideas and laughter and heartbreak and whatever. But there's a limited amount of time with a limited tool, the digit on your hand. So you go, uh, TC, and maybe draw a dick. Like, that doesn't mean that that's what you worship. That just means that's all you had. So there is, like, a limitation in, like, what people are willing to post online. You'd want to get that which is not what you think is your own, what you do in what you think is private quarters of your own head. Even now, a podcast like this where I'm very open, but there are still things, whether conscious or unconscious, that I don't put out because of the fact the observer effect, the fact that I know I'm doing it, or from the very fact of like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't post that. You'd want to start to get the raw data of people's minds. And then I wonder if it'd almost be like uh, watching the weather on like a national like Doppler radar thingy, where it's like the East Coast is like purple. And then you zoom in on that, and it's like, oh, it's not actually the whole East Coast. It's all of New England. And then you zoom in more, and you're like, that's oh, not even New England. It's Southern Maine. And then you zoom in on that and then you're like, oh, it's these two counties and not that one. And then you get like that distribution of like snow where it's like zero to one inches and like 16 to 20 inches. And that's always like black. I always fucking loved looking at those when I was little. I was always angry because we never got the most snow. Maybe that's why I'm moving up to New England. I don't fucking. I'm so excited for a snowstorm up there. Point is this. So I wonder if you could almost start to get like meta fMRIs of entire nations and towns. I wonder if like it interacts in a certain way to where they bleed together and you could actually get man, you could actually study like group think and see like what is the the mind of a of a of a riot and see where that goes. And then you could poke and prod it and dissect it 
in different ways, either physically break it apart with riot police or like cement barriers or tear gas. And then the future of tear gas might be like something that calms you down. It might be like a, a an aerosolized Valium. And then why even do that? Because if they see you shooting tear gas at you and eventually it will become people figure out that there is a psychoactive in it, you'd want to do it in the air. Now you're going down a whole chemtrails rabbit hole. It is the end of free will. And then you have to start to wonder, like, well, what is going on now? What things am I not seeing now? That might not be declassified for 100 years. Is there some manipulation going on? From the, the, the you know, you could induce anger with your, you know, the touchscreen on your phone not working or your car not starting or it can make you happy. You could, you know, artificially manipulate your stock portfolio. So you made a couple extra bucks today or got some more likes on your Facebook post. Is there an AI out there right now that for whatever reason is manipulating shit? And then would the AI try to pull a fast one on DARPA? Would it be like, would it be telling you, would it be like showing you a riot swelling across the nation, like a deep groundswell of anger and be like, we've been watching this for 10 weeks, like something's happening. And then it would tell you like, hey, you got to do these things to release some of the pressure to quell it. But reality, it's the inverse. It was lying to you like Ocean's Eleven or something was giving you a false image. In reality, everything was docile, and now it's revving everything up because it wants a revolution for whatever reason. And then that would create a disconnect. So maybe right now, like the like the Biden administration actually thinks like inflation was the right thing, and it's just manipulating it to make us hate the administration or Trump or whatever the fuck you want. I don't, I don't know. All the while, so just like the elite divide and conquer the populace, maybe the AI is dividing and conquering the elites. It would start sending shit in encrypted emails that like no one else could crack. So you'd actually think like the Germans aren't on our side anymore. It'd be all these like faux Zimmerman telegrams. I don't think we can stop whatever it is that's coming. And there's, I mean, there's a beauty in that. There is a liberation in that. In the same sense that you can't stop the asteroid. You can't stop the sun. Well, you could stop the asteroid. I don't know if you could stop the sun from exploding. I don't know if you could stop Andromeda Galaxy from colliding with us. And beyond that, like the big rip or the big freeze um, theory of the universal timeline or proton decay or Hawking radiation. There are some things that you just can't stop. And it's not necessarily depressing. Can be liberating. Like, I'm going to go live today. I, I don't know, man. I have no idea. I didn't even, it wasn't really a conclusion of this. In conclusion, the hyper AI might be watching you and fucking you six ways from Sunday, regardless if it is or isn't it. If it isn't, I don't know. Put your feet up. Go play with a cat. Put some Christmas lights up in July. Fuck everybody. Blink-182 is getting back together. Sometimes the world is right. Take care.